Okay, brothers and sisters, praises be to our loving Abba for gathering each and every one of us to study his words and his commandments. The topic of our study today is the purpose of the law. Now, what do we mean when we speak of the law? Let's begin here in the book of Luke 24, 27. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And so Yahushua, speaking to his disciples, spoke of the writings beginning with Moses, all the five books attributed to Moses, all the way to the work of the prophets, all that is considered scriptures by our king Yahushua. So when we speak of the law and the prophets, we speak basically of the Old Testament. Why are we talking about the Old Testament? Because so many people today who profess faith in our King Yahushua, they believe the Old Testament, the law, no longer applies to those who follow Yahushua. This is why they say we have a New Testament. With the New Testament, we don't need the Old Testament anymore. This is why when we began the Bible history project, some of the ridicule and comments uh, that we received was we're wasting our time studying the Old Testament. We're wasting our time studying the first five books of Moses because it no longer applies to us. The law and the prophets were only up until John the Baptist. This is the belief held by many. And so they consider the law to be void, to be obsolete. This is why we are conducting this study today to find out the purpose of the law, even for those who belong to Yahushua Mashiach. So what is the purpose of the law? What is the purpose of the Old Testament? But before we find out what that is, let's seek the answer to this question first. What the law is not. And so what should, not, what should we not consider the law of Moses to be? Let's read the book of Galatians 2 verse 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Yahushua Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Yahushua that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. And so when we think about the law of Moses, when we think about the Old Testament, what is it not for? Bible says no one can be justified by the works of the law. Now the word justified means to be saved. To be justified means to be put right. It's a fancy theological way of saying that we are going to be saved. And so when it comes to the law of Moses, it's not what can save us. We are not justified. We are not saved by the works of the law. What will save us? What will justify us? Bible says we are justified, put right, by faith in who? Yahushua the Christ. And so by faith, we are added to the body of Yahushua through baptism. This is what will justify us, make us right before Yahuwah Abba, so that we can receive salvation according to the law of Moses. So we need faith in Christ Yahushua. It's not the law that will justify and save us. So that's the first thing we need to understand about the law of Moses. We are not saved by the law of Moses. We are saved through our king, Yahushua HaMashiach. And so does it mean 
Why are we not saved by the law? Why, can the, why cannot we rely on the law for salvation? Galatians 3, uh, 10 and 13, all who rely on observing the law are under a curse, for it is written, curses everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curses everyone who is hung on a tree. According to scriptures, why is it impossible for a person to be justified, for a person to be saved by the law? That's because those who rely on observing the law are under what? A curse. Do you know why the Bible says that curses everyone? who is under the law or who is observing the law and expecting to be saved by the law. You see, for us to be saved according to the law, what must we be able to do with everything in the law? We have to be able to follow everything in the law and to follow it continuously until the end. In other words, we have to be what? Perfect. Are we perfect, brothers and sisters? You see, when it comes to the law, if we commit a violation in one law, we are guilty of the entire law. There's only one person who was able to perfectly complete the law all of the time until he died. Who was that? Our king? Yahushua. And so Yahushua, according to the law, is the only one fit to be saved. So how then can we be saved? If we are going to perform all the, what is written in the law, we cannot. This is why we need Yahushua. We need his perfection. This is why for us to be saved, what did our king Yahushua do? He redeemed us from the curse of the law. And so for us to receive salvation, we need to benefit from what our king Yahushua did to redeem us from the curse of the law. What did he do? To redeem us from the curse of the law. Hebrews 9, 14 and 15. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Now that he has died, as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. And so how can we benefit uh, from what our King Yahushua did? Curse, redeeming us from the curse of the law. We have to be under the new covenant. Take note, the new covenant was brought by who? Our King Yahushua. How so? When he died and by his shed blood on the cross, we have been cleansed. Not only have we been cleansed, we were set free from the sins committed under the first covenant. So those who belong to Yahushua, covered by his blood that was shed on Mount Calvary, they are no longer under the law of sin and death. This is why throughout scripture, you will come across the phrase, we are no longer under the law. Apostle Paul is referring to those who are no longer under the law of sin and death. And so when we are covered by the shed blood of our King Yahushua, we bring ourselves under the new covenant who, with Yahushua as our mediator. Does it mean, however, that because we belong to a new covenant, 
with our King Yahusha as mediator, that we have been set free from the sins of the first covenant, that we are no longer required to observe the law. Is that the case? Book of Romans 8, 1 to 4, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Yahusha, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Yahusha has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son, the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Those who belong to our king, Yahushua, does it mean that we are not required to observe the law of Moses anymore or the law of Yahuwah Abba? That's not what the Apostle Paul is telling us. First and foremost, what is the blessing for those who belong to Yahushua? The Bible says the righteous requirement of the law, right? The law might be fulfilled in us who, not walk, who do not walk according to the flesh. Why does it say? that the righteous requirement of the law is already fulfilled in us. That's because when we receive baptism in Christ Yahusha, we were added where? Into the body of Yahusha. And so who becomes our head? Yahusha. We have new identity now. Did Yahusha completely satisfy the requirement of the law? What is your answer? Yes. This is why for us to be set free from the, the law of sin and death, we need to first be baptized by faith in the body of our king, Yahusha. When that happens, there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ, Yahusha. Doesn't mean we are not required, that we are no longer to observe the teachings of Yahuwah Abba in the law. No, the covenant, the new covenant does not tell us we discard the law. No, the new covenant with Yahusha as our head, as our mediator, tells us because he will now send the Holy Spirit in us, we will now be empowered to be able to carry out the law. Did you notice what Apostle Paul said? Bible says that we who are weak, we the law. But now because we can receive the Spirit, because we belong to Yahusha, guess, guess what? Now we are empowered to carry out the law. And so we are saved. We are justified by Yahushua so that we can carry out the law of Moses. Do you see the difference there? The difference is it is salvation through Christ Yahushua that will empower us to be able to keep and obey the laws of Moses. This is why because we belong in the new covenant doesn't mean we discard the law of Moses. What's the proof? The book of Hebrews 8, 7 to 10. For if the first covenant had been faultless, uh, then no place would have been sought for a second. Because finding fault with them, he says, behold, the days are coming, says Yahuwah, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. 
because they did not continue in my covenant. And I disregarded them, says Yahuwah. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Yahuwah. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. And so when we are now in the New Testament or we are under a new covenant with our King Yahusha as the head of us and the mediator of the new covenant, does it mean that the law of Moses is obsolete? No. As a matter of fact, more is expected from us. Why? Because of the spirit. We have something that the people of Israel did not have. What is that? The empowering of the Holy Spirit. Because of the spirit, what is Yahuwah God able to do? The Bible says he writes the laws in our mind and in our hearts. This is why more is expected from us because we belong in the new covenant. The new covenant does not discard the law. The new covenant brings the law into your mind and into your heart. This is why being in Yahusha satisfies a requirement of the law for our salvation so that by the spirit, we can obey the law written in our mind and in our heart. This is why it makes perfect sense what our King Yahusha said in the book of Matthew 5, 17 down to 20. Do not think that I have come to do away with the law of Moses and the teachings of the prophets. I have not come to do away with them, but to make their teachings come true. Remember that as long as heaven and earth last, not the least point nor the smallest detail of the law will be done away with. Not until the end of all things. So then, whoever disobeys, even the least important of the commandments and teaches others to do the same, will be least in the kingdom of heaven. On the other hand, whoever obeys the law and teaches others to do the same, will be great in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you then, that you will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven only if you are more faithful than the teachers of the law and the Pharisees in doing what God requires. And so when our King Yahusha came, right? Remember, he is the author of the new covenant. He is the mediator of the new covenant. Does he tell us he's going to do away with the law? Is that what he said? Did he say to the disciples, to the Pharisees, guess what? I have come and I'm going to replace the law. Is that what he said? No. What did he say? He says, do not think. Because there were people perhaps who, who were thinking that. He says, do not think I have come to do away with the law of Moses and the teachings of the prophets. He said, instead, I'm going to make the teachings come true. Is that what our King Yahushua did? Examine the ministry of our King Yahushua in the Gospels. What did he do? He carried out the law of Moses. He carried out the teachings of the prophets. There are those who say, didn't he break the law concerning the Sabbath? Did he break the law concerning some of the teachings of Moses? No, he did not break the Sabbath. Instead, he restored the Sabbath. This is what our King Yahushua did throughout his ministry. Brethren, study the Gospels. 
What will you find in the ministry of our King Yahushua? He restored the law of Moses. Why did it need restoration? Because the Pharisees added living to the teachings of Moses. They changed the laws of Moses. And so our King Yahushua, not only did he carry out the teachings of the law of Moses and the prophets, he restored them so that we today can follow them. Until when are the laws of Moses and the teachings of the prophets applicable to us? Bible says until the end of all things. Which end of all things is referred to there? When there's no more heaven and earth, right? Which will not take place until Revelation chapter 21. And so we're not yet there. Yes, we are in the so-called Christian era, but we're not yet at the end of all things. And so what does that mean? The law of Moses and the teaching of the prophets still apply to each and every one of us. So what then is the purpose of the law of Moses for those who are in Christ Yahushua? Well, let's read the book of Philippians chapter 1 and the verses 6. Uh, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Yahushua Christ. What is the purpose of the law for those who are in Christ? Yahusha. It is to be used to complete what Yahuwah God began in us when he called us into who? Yahusha. You see, when we were called to belong to our King Yahusha, that was just the beginning. That was the work of justification. Remember the word justification? To be put right? However, just because we belong to Yahusha now, it does not mean the work of Yahuwah God is already complete. No, it is ongoing. And the law of Moses will have a part in that ongoing work to complete what Yahuwah God began in us when he called us to belong to Yahushua. Now, what is our part in Yahuwah's work to complete what he began? Philippians 2, 12 to 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. What is our part? Bible says our part is to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And so, yes, when we were called to belong to Yahushua, we have been justified by the blood. But that justification is for the purpose of us continuing the work which we have to do on our own with fear and trembling. You see, there's still something we have to do to complete that work. And Yahuwah God is working in us to help us complete that work. What is that work? We know we already have been justified, right? By the blood. We have been put right by the blood in Christ Yahushua. But what also must we continue to work at until it is completed on the day of Yahushua? 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 to 8. For this is the will of God. What does it say? Your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, 
as we also forewarned you and testified. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also called us, who has, who has also given us his holy spirit. And so we are speaking about in Thessalonians 4, 3 to 8, if you read 1 down to 2, are about those who already belong to Yahushua, those who have been called by Yahuwah God. Bible says we were called not to uncleanness, but into holiness. And so what is the will of Yahuwah Abba that must be fulfilled in us who have already been justified in Christ Yahushua? The will of God is our, what does it say? Sanctification. So justification first, so that we can be sanctified. So the purpose of our justification is so that we can be sanctified or made clean or holy or consecrated for the work of Yahuwah Abba. So sanctification must follow justification. And how can we achieve sanctification when we belong to our King Yahushua? Well, the first thing we need to know, well, what is sin, right? Because sin is contrary to the work of sanctification. Sanctification means to remove sin from the way we live. And so what is the definition of sin? Uh, three, four, whoever commits sin also commits what? Lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. And so the purpose of the law is for us to be able to understand, to know what sin is, right? The law of Moses was given so that we can know what is sin according to who? Yahuwah God, because a person might say, well, what's sin to you may not be sin to me. For you, it's okay, but for me, it's not okay. For me, it's not okay, but for you, it's okay. And so we have to have a standard, right? What is the standard? It is the law of Moses. That's the standard. And so you deviate from that standard. What is that called? It's called sin. So we cannot achieve sanctification without the law of Moses. We need that so that we can cleanse ourselves from Sin. And so what is the proof that the law of Moses is what helps us to define what sin is? Romans 7, 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said you shall not covet. Therefore, the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. And so what does Apostle Paul call the law of Moses? It is holy. It is uh, just. It is good. And it's the way, the standard by which we will know what sin is. This is why Apostle Paul said, how will I know what covetousness is if there was no law that says you shall not covet? That law, you shall not covet. Where does that come from again? One of the ten commandments of Yahuwah God. And so the purpose of the law for those who belong to Yahushua HaMashiach is for us to be able to identify sin so that we can work out our own salvation by carrying out the work of sanctification in our life. That's one, okay? This is why we cannot say just because I belong to Yahushua, oh, we don't need the law anymore. We don't need the Old Testament anymore. No, we need it because that's the standard of Yahuwah God that we must seek to achieve. What else is one of the purposes of the law? 
in Yahusha HaMashiach. Let's read Galatians 3, uh, 11 to 12. But that no one is justified by the law. We know that, right? In the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not a faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. What also is the purpose of the law for those who already belong to Christ Yahushua? Bible says the law does not justify us, okay? What justifies us? It is faith. However, after we have faith, what must we do? We have to live by faith. You cannot just say, I have faith, but you don't live by faith. There are people who profess, I have faith. But wait a minute. Do you really have faith? Because if you really have faith, what are you doing? You were living by faith. Well, how do we live by faith? We live by them. By what? What does that mean? Apostle Paul quotes, the man who does them shall live by them. What is he referring to? It was actually a quote from Leviticus 18.5. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man does, he shall live by them. I am Yahuwah. And so for us to live by faith does not mean discard the law. To live by faith means we observe the law. By faith. This is why in Romans 3.31, Apostle Paul says, do we make void the law through faith? Because one might say, I, we belong in an age of faith, an age of grace. We're in the New Testament now. We don't need the law. It's obsolete. Wait a minute. Apostle Paul says, do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. Exclamation point. On the contrary, we establish the law. And so those who belong to faith, those who live by faith, what do they do? They establish the law. Take note, the law does not justify us. What justifies us? The blood of Yahusha by faith. That's what justifies us. However, once we have been justified by faith, once we belong to Yahusha HaMashiach, we get to do, what we get to do now is to live by faith, which is by establishing the law or carrying out the law of Moses. So to live by faith does not mean discard the law. The law teaches us how to live by faith. And if we don't live by the, by the law, then we're not really living by faith. This is why in James chapter 2, he says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works? Can faith save him? You see? That faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. You see, they go together. And so when we achieved faith in our King Yahushua, we were justified, right? But our faith must be perfected through sanctification. How? By works, by carrying out the law that was given to us. Because the purpose of our justification is not to discard the law, but to walk in them, as taught in, in Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. Take a look at this passage. For by grace, you have been saved through faith, right? And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It is grace, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Yahusha for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Brothers and sisters, this sh shows us the relationship between justification 
And what's the other word? Sanctification, right? What's justification? That is our uh, salvation through faith, being baptized in Yahusha's body, right? We are saved, not because we did any work for our salvation. This is the work of Yahuwah God, the work of Yahusha HaMashiach. That's why it's called grace. However, our salvation is for the purpose of good works that Yahuwah God prepared beforehand. What did Yahuwah God prepare before the coming of Yahusha? What did he do? He gave us what? The law. And so what determines the good works were the laws that he already gave before Yahusha came. This is the work that was prepared beforehand that we should walk in. And so we are saved so that we can perform the law. Not that to be saved is by performing the law. No, we are saved by obeying Yahusha, being baptized into his body. When we do that and receive our gift of salvation, we, by the Holy Spirit, can now perform the law of Moses. And so that's uh, number two, purpose of the law in Yahusha HaMashiach is to learn how to live a life of faith. What else? First John 2, 5 to 6. But whoever keeps his word, truly, the love of God is perfected in him. By this, we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Apostle John tells us we need to perfect also our faith, right? That's part of sanctification. How can we do that? By keeping the word of Yahuwah God, which includes the Old Testament. And how can we perfect our faith? The Bible says we have to walk just as he, our King Yahusha, walked. And so we have to follow the example of Yahusha. Corinthians 11.1, 1, Apostle Paul says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. So Apostle John tells us, right, imitate who? Yahusha. Apostle Paul here tells us, imitate who? Yahusha. How about Peter? What does he say? Peter 2, 21, 22. For to this you will call, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. And so what um, the Apostle John, the Apostle Paul, and the Apostle Peter tells us to do is to imitate who? Yahusha. To follow his example. Question, what did our King Yahusha do? What did he do throughout his life? What did he do? Didn't he observe? Did he not obey the law of Moses? Right? And so if we are to imitate what he did and what he taught, then we must also follow the law of Moses. This is why in Matthew 5, 17 to 20, when you read uh, verses 18 to 19, remember but as long as heaven and earth last, not the least point nor the smallest detail of the law will be done away with, not until the end of all things. So then whoever disobeys even the least important of the commandments and teaches others to do the same will be least in the kingdom of heaven. On the other hand, whoever obeys the law and teaches others to do the same will be great in the kingdom of heaven. Who is the one who said that? Who is the one who tells us to teach others to obey the law of Moses. Who said that? Our king, Yahushua. Our king not only 
did he obey the law of Moses and the teachings of the prophets? He tells us that we should obey as well. Not only that, we should teach others to obey the law of Moses. This is why we're proclaiming Moses. Why? Because Yahusha said that. Our king tells us to obey the law of Moses, even to this very time, this very day, when we belong to Yahusha. This is why for us to be able to follow Yahusha, it means to follow the law of Moses. Because we know as disciples, we, we say to ourselves, I'm a follower of Yahusha, right? Well, for us to be a follower of Yahusha, it includes following what? Moses. It doesn't contradict Moses. It includes. I mean, does it make sense? The law of Yahuwah God in the Old Testament will contradict the law of Yahusha. It doesn't make any sense. They're one and the same. This is why if we want to be a true follower of Yahusha, we have to also follow the law of Moses. Okay. So to learn, number number three, to learn how to walk with Yahusha. What also is the purpose of the law, which is why it's still given to us applicable to us, even though we belong to Yahusha HaMashiach. I'm going to read here a portion of the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 6. This is called the Shema, okay, S-H-E-M-A. I'm going to read it to you and then ask you why it's called, and tell you why it's called the Shema, Deuteronomy 6, 1 4. Now, this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which, Yah which Yahuwah, your God, has commanded to teach you that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear Yahuwah your God, to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as Yahuwah God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, Yahuwah, our God, Yahuwah is one. Now that's called the Shema, which comes from the Hebrew word to hear, because this is a pattern of Yahuwah's teaching in the Old Testament. What is this pattern about? It tells us we should hear and do. You notice it says there, hear, O Israel, the teaching and commandments of Yahuwah Abba, and be careful to observe them. That's the Shema. Hear, do. Hear what? The teachings of Yahuwah. What else? Do the teachings of Yahuwah. If you hear and you do the teachings of Yahuwah, what is the result? Blessing. All the days of your life, your days will also be prolonged. You see that? That's the Shema. It's the pattern of hearing and then doing, which results in what again? Blessing. So the Shema, hear, do, be blessed. Okay? And so one of the purposes of Yahuwah and giving them the law is so that Yahuwah God has a basis for blessing them. Blessing the people of Israel. Because it would not be fair, right? It's not just if Yahuwah God will bless the lawbreakers just as much as the law obeyers, right? The law abiders, people who obey the law. And so Yahuwah gives his law so that he has a basis also for blessing them even in this life, which makes sense, doesn't it? Right? And so 
What is this law of Yahuwah God? Well, Psalms 119. So shall I keep your law continually forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty for I seek your precepts. And so the law of Yahuwah Abba, the law of Moses, is also called the perfect law of liberty. Because when we obey the law of Yahuwah God, it gives freedom to us. Freedom also to receive the blessings of Yahuwah. That's the Shema. The Shema is to hear. What else? To what? To do and receive what? Blessing. The Shema. And so the purpose of the Shema is so that Yahuwah God can bless us according to our obedience. Is that so applicable today? Take a look at James 1, 25. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Isn't that the Shema? Right? That's the Shema. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he doesn't practice Shema. He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. He was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. What is that? Love Moses. Love Yahuwah. And continues in it. And is not a forgetful hearer. But a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. So does the Shema still apply for those who belong to Yahushua? Yeah. What's the fundamental part of it? The law of Moses. This is why it will do us well to study the law of Moses. Because when we're obedient to it, we receive the blessing of Yahuwah Abba in all that we do. So that's number four. We receive the blessings from Yahuwah Abba. What also is the purpose of the law? The book of Romans 13, 8 to 10 Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet. And if there's any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. It also is the purpose of the law uh, during the time of the Christians or our time. During, for those who belong to Yahushua. The law teaches us how to love our neighbor. This is why when we look at the summary, what, what is the summary of the law? Summary of the law. Love your neighbor or as your self. But what are the details of the law? You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder. Truth of the matter is, when you look at the law, there's about 600, 600 laws in the Old Testament, 600, but they're all derivatives of the 10 basic laws. Okay, so when we study the Old Testament, it shows us the details of how to love our fellow human beings okay the law te teaches us the details the summary the summary is love your neighbor as yourself it's like you know when you're you're given an assignment from your high school teacher or college you're supposed to read a novel and jenna what is that called when it's like a a cheat sheet like a summary book of the whole novel what is that called spark notes yes remember spark notes not only spark notes 
but way back then, I forgot what it was called, but it was called something else. It gives you the summary of the book, right? If you want the summary of the commandments, love your neighbor as you love yourself. But if you want the details on how to carry it out completely, you need to go back to the original, right? And so Apostle Paul's telling us, if you want to love your neighbor as yourself, then you should go to study the Old Testament. So, which one? Cliff's Notes. There you go. Cliff Notes. That's what it is. Cliff Notes and Spark Notes. Yeah. So the Cliff Note version, love your neighbor as yourself. The, re, uh, the, the uh, book version, right? The original, it's the Old Testament. Okay. And so when we study the law, the purpose of the law is for us to love one another. Apostle Paul reiterates this in Galatians 5.14. The law is fulfilled in one word, love. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? And Yahusha even says this. So in everything you do to others, do to others what you have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophet. So one of the purposes of the law is to teach us in detail how to love people. Not only to love people, but also is the purpose of the law. The last one, 1 John 5, 2 down to 3. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments, right? For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. And so if we love God, how are we to do it? By keeping his commandments. What are they? The law of Moses, Yahuwah God tells us how he wants to be loved. You know, someone might say, we don't need a Bible. We don't need the Old Testament. The most important thing is to love God. You hear people say that? I love God with all of my heart. The only problem is the heart is most deceitful, right? One might say, I love God with all my heart. Okay, how do you show love for God? I mean, if we want to know how to truly love God, what should we do? What should we do? We need to ask him, Father, what do I need to do to prove I love you? And what does the Bible say? Keep his commandments. And he tells us what they are in the Old Testament, doesn't he? And so if we truly want to love God with all of our heart, mind, and soul, we have to study the Old Testament because that tells us how we are able to love Yahuwah Abba. Consider David, right? Uh, remember David, the king of uh, Israel? Out of all the kings from Saul all the way to uh, before Yahusha, right? Out of all those kings, who was his favorite? Who was his favorite? I think it'd be David, right? You notice David, you know what David did? You know what was remarkable about David? He's a sinner like you and I, right? You probably still remember his sin. He sinned against Yahuwah God. But take a look at David's heart. Psalm 119, 34, 35. Give me understanding and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments for I delight in it. You know, we can say many things about David. One of the things we can say about David is that he loved the law of Moses. In fact, he loved the law of Moses. He kept it with all of his heart, right? He delighted in the law of Moses. What also did he do? Oh, how I love your law. He loved the law. How? It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. And so David loved it so much 
that he would meditate on the laws of Moses all day long. What else? He says, I delight to do your will, oh my God, and your law is within my heart. And so we can see David loved who? Yahuwah. How did he show his love for Yahuwah? By loving his law. And so those who say the laws of Moses are obsolete, you know what they're saying? That's a dangerous thing. They're basically saying that there's no need to love. They're rejecting Yahuwah God's love. They're rejecting the way by which we are able to express love for Yahuwah. Remember, if we want to love Yahuwah, we have to do it his way, not our way. We have to do what he wants, not what we think we want. What he wants is for the law to be obeyed. That's the standard. That is how we show love for Yahuwah. David showed that. That's why in the end, even though David was a sinner, you notice the testimony of Yahuwah God concerning David. Yahuwah God said concerning David, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart who will do all my will. Don't you want Yahuwah God to say that of you? I would certainly want Yahuwah God to say that of me. I may be a sinner. All of us are sinners. But let us love Yahuwah God by loving his law, by loving the law of Moses, because that's where he showed the world through Moses how he ought to be loved. And we all know how about, about how important it is to love Yahuwah Abba. Matthew 22, 36 to 40, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Yahushua said to him, you shall love Yahuwah your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang, hang all the law and the prophets. And so here's our King Yahushua telling us how important it is to love Yahuwah Abba. It's the greatest commandment. And so if we discard the law of Moses, then we are basically discarding the greatest what? Commandment. Does that make sense? Do you see why we cannot discard the law of Moses? Do you see why we need to obey the law of Moses? So that we can prove that we love Yahuwah Abba. You notice Yahushua said, these two, from these two come the laws and the prophets. Do you know where King Yahushua got that from? For example, you shall love Yahuwah your God with all of your heart. Where did Yahushua get that from? Deuteronomy. You shall love Yahuwah, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. What book was that from? Who gave the book of, who wrote the book of Deuteronomy again? Moses. Moses. Yahushua got it from who? Moses. Well, how about you shall love your neighbor as yourself? Where did King Yahushua get that from? Leviticus. Who wrote the book of Leviticus? Moses. Right? So did Yahushua replace the law of Moses? When he said the two greatest commandments is to love Yahuwah and to love your neighbor as yourself, did he replace the law of Moses? No, he was emphasizing the law of Moses. He said these are the summary. But if you want the whole thing, if you want to know the details on how to love Yahuwah Abba, how to love your fellow, your neighbor as yourself, go to the Old Testament. Yahusha did not replace the Old Testament. He preached, he obeyed, and he's telling us to keep preaching the law 
of Moses. So that's what we're going to do, the assembly of Yahusha. So King Yahusha did not replace the law, but taught us the way to love Yahuwah Abba and our neighbors found in the law. So these six things are the purposes of the law of Moses for those who belong to Yahusha HaMashiach, to know what sin is for the purpose of carrying out the work of sanctification, to learn how to live a life of faith, to learn how to walk with Yahusha, to receive blessings from Yahuwah Abba, to learn how to love people, and to learn how to love Yahuwah Abba. And so it's very instructive. Remember, this is what we need to do to carry out the work of sanctification, which is our gift when we were justified or purchased by the blood of Yahusha. Okay? So why are we focusing on this? Because time will come when people will reject the law. Do you know that? I mean, look at Christendom today. How many people reject the law of Moses? Right? The Catholic Church. Did they reject the law of Moses? Yeah. How about Protestants today? Did they reject the law of Moses? Yes, yeah, so many have rejected the law of Moses. You can count on only a, a handful who still believe that the law of Moses applies even for those who belong to Yahushua. But we're not surprised that the majority of people who believe and profess belief in Yahushua have rejected the law of Moses. Why are we not surprised? Daniel 7.25, he will defy the Most High and oppress the holy people of the Most High. He will try to change their sacred festivals and laws. And they will be placed under his control for a time, times, and half a time. This is why we're not surprised with the advent of Constantine and the Roman Catholic Church. They have changed the festivals. They no longer consider the festivals of Yahuwah, but they have Easter, <laughs> right? They have Easter, but Passover, no. Sunday, yes. Sabbath day, no. And so they would rather worship the sun god, Sol Invictus, rather than Yahuwah God. And so this is the work of the enemy. The enemy will try and change the sacred festivals and laws. So we're not surprised. Today, today, there are so many who profess to be Christians, but they don't believe in observing the, the festivals of Yahuwah, right? The Day of Atonement, for example. Or the tabernacles, or the day of trumpets. They don't believe that anymore. They don't believe we should still observe it. But we need to restore that because that's the will of Yahuwah. What else uh, are we expected to see? Which is why we're not surprised. There are people who reject the law of Moses. Second Thessalonians 2 7 and 10. For the mystery of lawlessness. I want to pause it for a while. You know what lawlessness means? The phrase lawlessness or the word lawlessness, what does it mean? To be without the law of Moses, right? Lawlessness. Apostle Paul, when he was still alive, he said, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Because during his time, there was already that movement to disregard the law of Moses. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed. Whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. With all power, signs, and lying wonders. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And so even during the last days, or especially in the last days. 
we're going to see a rejection of the law of Moses, a rejection of the prophets. And so it's not surprising at all that there are people who will say absurd things like the Old Testament is no longer relevant to us. Don't even bother studying the Old Testament. You know how often we hear that? People saying, don't waste your time with the Old Testament. This is the work of the lawless one. And the lawless one will come with great power and will deceive many. How many will the lawless one be able to deceive? How many? The Bible says the whole world. We're not surprised the whole world will believe there's no need for the law of Moses. It's his work. But who will not be deceived? The ones who love the truth. The ones who search and ask for Yahuwah God's spirit. That we be given the proper understanding of the truth of the word of Abba. So that we will not be deceived. And so that we will observe the law of Moses. You see the characteristic of the lawless one. They will reject all of the laws of Yahuwah Abba. This is, has been happening ever since the beginning. Ever, even since the days of the apostles. But time will come. David said in Psalms 119, 126. It is time for you to act for Yahuwah. For they have regarded your law as void. And Yahuwah God, he will take action. This is why if we truly love Yahuwah Abba, brothers and sisters, those who belong to the assembly of Yahushua, if we truly love Yahuwah Abba, what must we do? In the book of Isaiah 42.10, sing to Yahuwah a new song. His praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in, the, in it, you islands, and all who live in them, let them give glory to Yahuwah and proclaim his praise in the islands. For a long time, I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. But now, like a woman in childbirth, I cry out. I gasp and pant. Yahuwah is well pleased for his righteousness sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. Do we truly love Yahuwah Abba? Do we truly want to praise him? then we need to do what he wants. What is that? Magnify his law. Make it honorable. Whom does Yahuwah God expect to do that? Those who came from the islands of the sea during the ends of the earth. Now is the time to begin restoring, making great and honorable, magnifying the law of Moses. This is the gift that we can give to our creator, Yahuwah, through Yahusha. Yahuwah God expects us to do this. He expects those from the islands of the sea, right? Those who came from the ends of the earth, but who specifically? Who specifically? Let's read Isaiah 1, 8 to 10 and 26. So the daughter of Zion is left as a booth in a vineyard, as a hut in the guard of cucumbers, as a besieged city, unless Yahuwah of hosts had left to us a very small remnant. We would have become like Sodom. We would have been made like Gomorrah. Hear the word of Yahuwah, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the law of your God, you people of Gomorrah. I will restore your judges as at the first and your counselors as at the beginning. Afterward, you shall be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. We all know what this passage is about, right? We all know what happened to the people of Yahuwah who came from the islands of the sea, the far east, during the ends of the earth. 
Yahuwah God left a small remnant. That's us. What does Yahuwah God expect from us? The Bible says we must give ear. Give ear to the law of our God. What is that called? The Shema. We need to bring back the Shema. We need to hear and do the law of Moses. The Shema. So that we can be blessed by him. What is this blessing? This ultimate blessing? The Bible says the city of righteousness. We will again be called the city of righteousness. What kind of righteousness? How much blessing does Yahuwah God intend to give the remnant? And how can we identify this remnant? Isaiah 62, for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her righteousness shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a, burn, a blazing torch. The nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of Yahuwah will bestow. How can we fulfill the will of Yahuwah Abba? That we be a blessing. That we be called a city of righteousness when our righteousness will shine. How brightly, like a blazing torch. And whom does God expect to do this? Those who are called by a new name. What is that new name, brothers and sisters? The name of Yahusha. We bear that name. Now we have to live according to that name. And Yahusha came to fulfill the law and the prophets. For the righteousness of Yahuwah God. This is why Yahushua said in Matthew 5, 17 to 19, unless a righteousness surpasses the righteousness of the Pharisees, we cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. We need to make it shine, blazing, like a blazing torch, because we represent Yahushua now. And that's what he did. Throughout his ministry, he restored the law of Moses. He made it a great he magnified the law of Moses. We need to do the same thing. As we imitate and follow our king, Yahusha, because we now bear his name, represent him here on earth. But for us to be able to make a righteousness shine, what must we also depend on? Let's read the final passage of our studies. And that from childhood, you have known the holy scriptures. I want to pause there for a while. Apostle, pause the one speaking here. Who is he speaking to? Primarily. Yes, to all of us, obviously. But in this letter, who did he write to? Timothy, right? Timothy was born of a Jewish woman. He was born in Judaism. And so he studied the scriptures. The Holy Scriptures primarily at this point in time. At this point in time, when he wrote to Timothy. What was the, the scriptures during that time? Was it the New Testament or the Old Testament? It was the Old Testament. There was no New Testament basically yet, right? From childhood, from Timothy's childhood, what was available to him? The Old Testament. <laughs> Not the New Testament, the Old Testament. What did he say? He says, from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures, the Old Testament, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ, Yahushua. Eventually, the Scriptures included the New Testament. So that all Scripture... See that? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for, what does it say? Instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. 
And so for us to shine brightly in righteousness, we need to study all scripture. For what purpose? First, salvation through faith, which is in Christ. Yahusha, justification. Is that enough? No. We have to carry out sanctification. How? We need to be instructed in righteousness by obeying the laws of Moses. So that we can attain that standard. Do our best to attain it. Although, even in our best efforts, we know we're going to fall short. But let's make the attempt to make the righteousness of God shine forth like a blazing torch. By studying scripture, completing scripture, be blessed by scripture, which is called what again? The Shema, right? We need to restore the Shema so that we can receive the blessing of Abba in our work in the assembly of Yahushua. That is our lesson, brethren. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Abba. Yes, the Father. Most holy and loving Yahuwah Alahim. We cannot possibly thank you enough. Yes, Father. Ever since we got started in all of this. Yes. From the days of our displacement yes. up until this very hour. Yes. Step by step, you were behind it all. Yes. Orchestrating our works for the plan of your restoration. Amen. We are in the midst of complete restoration. Yes. But we know you continue to work in us and through us yes. to complete what you have begun. Yes. That in the end, we can be with you forevermore. We tell you, loving Abba, it's not always easy. Because we have friends and loved ones who ridicule this work. Who persecute us because of teaching all about your laws. But we love your laws. We love your commands. Because we love you. We now know what we must do to express this love for you. Please give us the opportunity. That we will be able to show and prove to you. That you more than anyone means everything to us Amen. our king yahusha you have redeemed us from the curse of the law yes. we are now set free yes. free to obey the law yes. that we can please you and please our loving abba Amen. we want to become perfect but yes. we know try as we must we cannot be perfect by ourselves yes. Help us, O oh loving Mashiach, yes. through the power of your Holy Spirit, yes. that we can complete the work of sanctification, yes. the perfecting of our faith. Amen. May you be in our hearts, write the laws of Abba in our minds yes. and in our hearts, and teach us, empower us to completely obey them. Amen. Father, thank you so much for giving us your teachings. Yes. Help us to accomplish its purposes. Yes. And help us that the righteousness that you have blessed us with yes. will shine forth. That we will be able to proclaim you and your son yes. for the salvation of many more souls. Amen. We believe, loving Abba, you have listened to our prayers. Yes. For we ask everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.